0: Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host for the Beginning Another Week of Fire on the Earth, a program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. Well, we're certainly living through uh, difficult and challenging times, friends. Are we not? There's just so much happening across the globe and in the church, and there's a lot for uh, people to be you know, fearful of, concerned about. We see it all the time, and day and night, people seem, in one way or another, to be expressing angst about the moment that we're living in. And on one level, that's very understandable, right? Because the nations are shaking, and terrible things are happening, and it seems like things that we've leaned on and held on to for most of our lives are kind of unraveling, or at least shaking. But some of them are clearly unraveling, and there's a t- it's a time of tremendous instability. And whenever there's wars and whenever there's legal disorder, social disorder and things like that and confusion, it causes us to be afraid because we come up against the realization that we're not fully in control or that we have to face death more directly, the reality of it. And I think one of the things that as believers, as, you know, disciples of Jesus, that's very, very important for a time like this that we're living through is for us to lay hold of the mind of Christ, to be able to see what he sees, to feel what he feels, to to understand what he understands, what he's communicated to us. And one of the most powerful places to access that, besides the gospel itself, the word, actual words of Jesus, is the teaching of the apostles, the pastoral teaching of the apostles. Because they were experiencing the very kind of things we're experiencing today, and probably worse in terms of instability, uncertainty of life, and having to fight. In those days, they didn't have all the protections that we have today in terms of battling diseases of various kinds and plagues and the rest. We have more security in so many ways than they had. They lived in a in a pagan empire, most of them, right? A Roman empire that was hostile to... The gospel that they were proclaiming and living, I mean, radically opposed to it in some places. And we know that 11 of the 12 apostles were martyred, were killed for what they believed. And so it was clearly a difficult time. But it's amazing to see the strength that they drew from the faith they had received. They believed what God said about them. They believed what God did in them. And they walked in it, and they communicated it to other people. And they they had tremendous confidence in it. And I'd say, I think this is a, a pathway for the Christian people to be able to lay hold of in a more profound way. To become a light in the darkness depends upon our ability to be able to actually lay hold of the light, to walk in the light, to believe in the light that Christ has given to us so that we can be that light. So I wanted to begin with that. just touching on some of the essentials that lead us in that'll lead us in this week to some of the apostolic teaching of the apostles, which is so rich. We'll start with uh, First John today, but I want to begin with this question: If someone asked you what is the essence of Christianity, what is at its root? How would you answer it? Here's some things you might be surprised by this that it's not in terms of things that are important, but they're not the essence. But often we can think they're the essence. If we don't lay hold of the essence and live in it and live out of it, we're going to be completely, not completely, but very depleted, you might say, of the grace and strength that God wants to give us to be able to to walk out the kind of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, to walk out the Sermon on the Mount, Right, to be meek and humble of heart, to extend mercy, the kind of things, the whole way of life of Christ, it depends on our ability to really lay hold of the fundamental truth that the Lord wants to give us. So what is that the essence of Christianity then? Well, Christianity is not a personal moral code. Something like don't cheat, don't lie, don't steal, or be nice to people. It's not that. It's not a philosophy of life to be put all, put alongside Platonism and Confucianism and any other kind of philosophy in the world, no matter how much truth might be in it. It's not a set of of truth statements about God, the creed and the catechism, for example. It's not a particular way of praying, even as something exalted as the mass, the rosary, private prayer. It's not a way to help people, simply doing good to others. And it's not a humanitarian plan for the betterment of society. Let's make the world a better place. Let's abolish slavery, eradicate hunger, or just to have this old this sense of the church exists to kind of fix the world, fix the problems in the world. Now, Christianity involves all these things in one way or another, uh, some of them in a very significant way, but they're not the essence. They're rather expressions or outcomes of the essence. What is the essence? Well, the essence of what made Christianity so attractive for 2,000 years it's the most universal religion on the earth and one that has caught itself up. People into her, into the church, from every nation, tribe, ethnic grouping, because it has something at its core that answers the fundamental human dilemma. And it's the answer to the deepest longing of the human heart. The essence of Christianity is new life. It's new life that's given to us through a person. It's come to us. I want to begin with 1 John, the the prologue here of of the, or the opening of the letter of 1 John. Not the gospel, but the gospel touches on the, the gospel of John touches on the same principles, but it's articulated so beautifully in the letter that John's writing. Beginning chapter 1 verse 1. That which was from the beginning, that which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, and we saw it, and we testified to it, and we proclaimed to you that the eternal life that was with the Father was made manifest to us. That which we have seen, and what we've heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ, and we're writing this, that our joy may be complete. Their joy being complete, meaning that we too could come in and share in this life that they're communicating. You know, in John's gospel, you know, Jesus talks about himself being the life and the light, uh, Greek words, phos and zo, the light that has come into a world that is caught in darkness, the darkness and the dominion of the world, the flesh and the devil, a place of resistance, this fallen world, of resistance to God and the plan of God and the things of God. And humanity's deeply scarred by the reality of original sin. We walk in darkness. There's a profound weakness within us that even resists God and the will of God. But the apostles here, their starting point is to declare what they know firsthand. I love this. They said, they're talking about Jesus, the eternal life that's in the son. And they tell us, we heard him, we saw him, we touched him. And we didn't just hear, see, and touch an ordinary man. What we know about this man cannot be said about any other man. And that is the eternal life, the divine life of God was in him and is in him. And it was manifested to us. And I suppose John has in mind here, his preaching his teaching his signs and wonders the way the father worked through him but most of all their witnesses to the resurrection of jesus that he he passed from death to life and they knew it and they saw in the person of jesus the new humanity the only answer to the fundamental reality of the fallenness of, of the world the fallenness of human nature The wars, as Jesus said, rumors of wars, and that will be present in the world until he comes again. This fallen world that we just can't fix, no matter how smart we get, no matter how much our technology advances, no matter how much more money gets spread across the world, or more people we're able to feed, and the good things that we should be engaged in, it doesn't deal with the deepest reality in the human heart, that it's gripped by sin, that we're separated from God because we're in a battle and there's dominions and spiritual dominions that exist in this world, fallen angels led by Satan himself. There's a kingdom of darkness that, that is at work in this world that is constantly stirring resistance to God and to the life of God and ultimately blinding people to the reality of what John is proclaiming, because this is the essential core of the Christian faith. What it, what gives it its power it's life, it's reality, it's fundamental revelation. John refers to Jesus as the word of life. John in this gospel said, you know, the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made through him and nothing made that has not, that has been made. It all comes through him. It's made for him. It was made by him. And I love this line. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In him was life. Life and light, you see how, how important and how deeply interconnected they are. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Here again, the light of life. The light that Jesus brings to us is not just human wisdom. It's not a path to live a better life in the sense of, you know, a moral system. It's not just a kind of new philosophical revelation. He's bringing a different reality to the earth. He's literally bringing the indestructible, eternal life of God. It's in him. And this is what human beings were made to be united to, but fell in the garden in rebellion and came under sin and a a different dominion, a different power. The disordered energy of death itself has dominated the world and the human heart in so many ways, and it continues to do it today. And the only answer to it, the only answer to the reality that every one of us is going to die, and it's going to come soon, our life is short. What we resist, what we pretend doesn't exist, what we don't like to talk about, There's a power at work here, but there's a power greater, John is telling us. And it's in this life, something is revealed. A light gets turned on. uh, The light of the truth of the human condition, of God's plan of salvation, of eternal life. It gets revealed in this man, and it's present because the new thing appeared. It's not just a a concept or an idea. It's a living reality. Heaven came in a person. And John is saying, we saw it, we touch it, and now we give testimony to the reality of it so that you can come in because what he's saying is, we've received it. We saw that it's not just in him, but it's a life that he gives. Jesus said the Father's given him power over all flesh and he's come to give eternal life to everyone who's willing to receive it. And John is saying we've received it we've been born again he says in in his gosp- in the Gospel of John chapter three. What human beings need and the only ultimate hope for the human race is for people to be born again and to become members of the body of Christ to become begin even in this world to share in his glory and to begin to enter in and to walk into the dynamism and power of the new creation, which is Christ himself, who's now present in each and every one who's baptized into Christ. And they said, so what we know about this is that not only have we received this from him, but it gives us power to become children of God. We're part of the new family of God. We've entered into a new reality, this new creation, this new humanity. And they're saying right now it has extraordinary effects in our lives. It gives us power to have fellowship with god and and they're saying we we are living now in fellowship we're no longer alienated and strangers we're living in communion with the father and the son and the holy spirit and his new life has is already with us and we want you to come in and to share in that fellowship Friends, this is the greatest treasure the human race can ever possess, individuals, corporately, whatever. And this is what the church is meant to live in and to give to others. Let's believe in it, walk in it, and give it away. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze!" That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call one 800 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe.